Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman, and here is another top story from the Bugle past. And we're going right back to near the beginning, issue 12 of this audio newspaper. It's January 2008, and President George W. Bush finally got around to trying to fix the Middle East. Better late than never, although, as it turned out, late and never were not mutually exclusive. But with photo ops aplenty and the chance to bring Bethlehem to a standstill, I reckon the Inns would have whacked up the prices yet again, the US President was full of optimism, unlike everyone else in the world. Here I am with former Bugle co-host, now actually not sure what he's up to, I think he tried to make it in pro gymnastics, John Oliver. Top story this week, Bush is in the Middle East. Bush has landed in the Middle East for the latest step uh, in his intention to try and do at least one positive thing before he leaves power to spend more time rocking backwards and forwards in a chair in Texas whilst whittling something. (laughs) He landed in Bethlehem by helicopter, just like Jesus did, and prayed in the grotto of the Nativity. And the trip caused massive disruption. Huge areas of Jerusalem were shut down, his 45-car convoy brought motorways to a standstill, and his presence required 10,000 police officers and 237 hotel rooms. He's actually managed to bring chaos to the Middle East. (laughs) He's made it worse. That's a massive achievement, to destabilise a region which all experts agree could not be destabilised anymore. They have to create a Nobel Prize for that. You have to! (laughs) You know, rather than destabilising through military means, he's now doing it through pure logistics. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, is maybe hope for a slightly more peaceful, if irritable, world. He he arrived spewing out meaningless platitudes and empty statements like a car-sick child. It's what he does best. Exactly. One of his openers was, this is a historic opportunity to work for peace. And I'll tell you when another one of those times was, Andy. The year 2000, when he was elected leader of the free world. But he's shown absolutely no interest in doing anything with that opportunity in the last eight years. Why start now? Well, better late than never, John. (laughs) Let's give the guy some credit. We've all made mistakes... He was just lucky that his in-tray was very full. He got into the White House. First thing he wrote down, fix the Middle East. It just got covered up under a pile of other memos. Right. Mostly telling him not to fix the Middle East. But at the, right. and the important thing is he's got round to it eventually, and I'm sure the Middle East will be fixed, or at least made slightly more difficult for his successor, whoever he or she may be. He... Uh, he went on to say uh, that peace in the Middle East was in sight, and I would love to know where he buys his binoculars, because 
they can see for decades. <laughs> decades backwards. <laughs> About 6,000 years backwards before the whole, yeah, you can have that bit incident. That's a great way of boiling down that hugely complicated problem. <laughs> it was, I believe, history recalls the, yeah, you can have that bit. Oh, actually, I'm not sure incident. <laughs> So many global problems can be traced back to that. Or, indeed, can be traced back to a British man with a pen drawing on a map saying, <laughs> oh, that'll do. One bit for us, one bit for everyone else. I'm sure that'll work out all right. Now, cricket. But he's insisting that a deal be done by the time he leaves power in 2009. And that is just breathtaking arrogance. Because he could, and this is a crazy idea, he could not worry too much about a self-serving timetable and instead try to build a piece that will last rather than one that will fall down within two months. He's become like a cowboy builder. You're going to get a peacekeeper walking around the West Bank in 2010 tussling, oh dear, oh dear, who on earth constructed this piece? Best thing you can do, tear the whole thing down and start again and it ain't going to be cheap. I can tell you that. This is going to cost you. Super accent work, John. That is Thanks very much. Absolutely. That is National Youth Theatre standard. Oh, come on! <laughs> what are uh, Bush's uh, possible successors likely to do on the Middle East? Almost any potential successor will do more than him. I mean, that's important to remember, and that's literally if any of the American citizens, present or future, will probably <laughs> do more than he did. I don't know if you saw when Prime Minister Olmert greeted him in his speech and he, he thanked Bush uh, for coming, and then thanked him for upping the amount of yearly aid that Israel has given, saying now up to an overall package of $30 billion a year. <laughs> and he said that in, a, in an actual speech. The actual amount, that is a little classless. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming, and it would be remiss of me <laughs> not to thank you for the $30 billion, which has really helped around here. It does make it sound a bit like a game show, doesn't it? <laughs> and what's the aid this year? £30 billion, pounds, everyone. And let's see what Palestine have got. Oh, dear. The, the US policy uh, in the Middle East seems to ignore the fundamental lesson of childhood, the cartoon lesson of childhood, Andy, that it was only when Acme stopped selling hardware to Wiley Coyote that Roadrunner was able to live in peace. It was an incredibly stage-managed visit, Andy. I've saw the, the best bit just after the welcome reception. Uh, it, they went to this huge shindig, which involved... Bush having to stand in front of what looked like 30 excitable children with flags, jumping around to a disco version of Have a Nagila. <laughs> and it, it was absolutely incredible television. And you realise, it's the curse of the international statesman. You have to stand there and smile. <laughs> it's not all starting wars running the world, you know. It's opening sewage refineries, watching incomprehensible local dancing and accepting appalling gifts. And that wasn't all, because then out-wandered this creepily flirtatious 13-year-old sitting <laughs> somewhere over the rainbow in Hebrew. As I was watching it, I felt this strange sensation in my stomach that I'd never felt before, and I realised I felt sorry for him. <laughs> It wasn't all peace and love in the Middle East this week. Uh, once again, the two uh, great remaining superpowers of the world, the USA and Iran, came to the very brink of war as Iran deployed the most feared weapon of all, the speedboat, oh, against it's a tough weapon. America's poor, frail warships. War destroyer. <laughs> um, the speedboat, a notoriously dangerous uh, vessel. Um, the Iranians have accused America of fabricating a uh, film in which one of the Iranian speedboat drivers, uh, if that's the correct technical term, said, I'm coming at you, I will explode. Which, in terms of a threat on a military level, is fairly low-level banter, 
at worst. When you listen to the audio, you think maybe the Iranians have got a point, because it did sound like a bad 1980s action <laughs> film. I am coming at you. You will explode. All I'm saying is there seem to be three explanations, Andy. Either a member of the Revolutionary Guard does a very good Kurt Russell impression, <laughs> or the Pentagon have just used the audio from Big Trouble in Little China, or, and most likely, Kurt Russell is actually a member of the Revolutionary Guard. <laughs> no one's heard from him for a while. Uh, well, you know, an audition's an audition, and it? You know, sometimes <laughs> in an actor's life you've got to take whatever you're offered. But uh, Goldie Horn is also in the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, so it's all fine. Is she? That's, I'm surprised she managed to get into that. <laughs> She's doing a real-life Iranian Private Benjamin. <laughs> Goldie, you're so charming, I didn't notice you were a woman. Now, let's stone her to death. <laughs> At ease. It was a nice, easy way into the new year, this, from Ahmadinejad, though, Andy. Just a little bit of speedboat pranking... <laughs> Nothing too much. Don't overstretch yourself too early. There's a long year ahead, and you don't want to be punched out by the autumn. Promises to be a spectacular year for Ahmadinejad. Uh, really heading up the rankings. He's already near the top. But he could really break through to challenge Chavez and Roger Federer yeah. at, at the very top. The speedboats were described by Pentagon spokesmen as being visibly armed, <laughs> unlike the American warships, which were there for purely recreational fishing. <laughs> Um, it was described as harassment of the US warships. Now, warships are not designed to deal with harassment. They can withstand military attacks, but harassment just hits them right in the self-esteem, which is the warship's most vulnerable area. Uh, let's not forget how the Bismarck in World War II has finally sunk after a three-day campaign of wolf-whistling, jostling and petty vandalism by the British Navy. So in many ways, harassment is the best way to sink a seemingly impregnable warship. That was another top story. More coming your way very soon. Thank you for listening. The latest Bugle is in your pod feed right now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.